Welcome to the Human Design and Astrology for a New Paradigm podcast with your host, Heather Mann. Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to the Human Design and Astrology for a New Paradigm podcast. My name is Heather, and this is the 38th episode of the show. Um, I'm recording this episode on Saturday, the 22nd of August. And today I'm going to be going into part three of our deep dive into Chiron series. And today is going to be looking at Chiron through the signs. Um, If you haven't listened to at least the first episode in this Chiron series, then I would probably recommend um, just giving part one a little bit of a listen first, as that's the episode where I went into, you know, the meaning of Chiron in astrology, the myth of Chiron and what it represents to me when I'm interpreting a chart or talking about it in general. And so in this episode, a little bit of prior knowledge of that is going to be assumed um, throughout this episode. So so I'm not going to go back into what it actually means, what it represents and what I'm talking about. I'm just going to be going kind of into how it might play out in specific signs um, in a birth chart. So if you want to start, start here, definitely start here. You can always go back and listen to the other two parts of the series when you're finished listening to this one, um, but that's just my suggestion. So anyway... Happy Virgo season. By the time you listen to this, we shall have ticked over. Um, and I mean, really, this this last Leo season was probably one of the most transformational kind of moments of my life of late, of this year, really, um, which is, you know, it's weird to experience when you're just sitting in your house. It shows you that, you know, time can change you so much, even though you don't feel like you're actually doing that much um, on the surface. So, I just feel like all the themes of Leo inside Leo really unfolded inside me. Um, And this is, you know, it just feels like a kind of experience of what I'm doing now, what I'm choosing to do now, which is to learn astrology through living it. You know, so Leo says, I know who I am and it's okay. I don't care if you don't love me for who I am. You know, I just have to be me. I have to radiate that me outwards. That's like the eternal lesson that lives inside the archetype of Leo. I mean, there are more, but that's that's like a big one. And I found that over the last two weeks, I'm really coming into this internal clarity of like who I am. And more than that, like it's, you know, it's being okay with some parts of who I am not being accepted by certain people or being triggering to people or, you know, being too much, quote unquote, for people. Um you know, this, this big thing that's been coming up is, you know, how we try and fit into labels and boxes. Like I've felt for years that people try and control what, what we don't understand. You know, we like to put labels on things to, to control it. We try and make sense of this really like nonsensical world by organizing things into their neat little boxes. You know, you find out someone is a nurse and then they wear that label. You put the label of nurse on them and, from that, you get to make certain assumptions about them. And then when they go and do something that falls outside of what you, you know, expect a nurse to do or be, then we go and judge them. As in like, you know, that well, they no longer fit their label. It no longer computes to our, our minds that are searching for that logical connections of who people are and what people should do. 
it's like that really logical straight edge one way of thinking no leaving no room for nuance leaving no room for magic leaving no room for changeability it's that that track of thinking that human beings have been stuck in for centuries that's really governed the collective psyche for so long and yet you know here now at this time these times we're really making room for a different story a different way of looking at the world um and I really yeah so just like I came to this conclusion that I guess you know who knew you I don't have to fit a certain box I don't have to wear a certain label to be something like yes okay I read astrology charts I have a podcast that is mostly focused on human design on astrology and what I've been doing is you know feeling like oh you know I can't talk about other things here or make room for all of me or the wide range of my interests and my hobbies and the rabbit holes that I go down on this podcast, on Instagram, on my website. And my my website, that's a big one that I'm going to touch on a little bit deeper in a second. Um, you know, because I think I have to keep forcing myself to fit into the neat little box of astrologer or human design reader or whatever it is, whatever the label that I'm trying to wear is. I've held myself back from including more of what makes me me um <clears throat> the lifeblood that is me because I didn't want to be annoying to people who are only here to learn the words of astrology you know book astrology um or the technicalities of human design like I said before to me life is astrology life is art we learn as we live um you know and above all else there's so much more that I do so much more that I'm interested in I'm a writer I am an artist like I'm a thinker like I just love thinking I'm a person who searches for meaning in everything I like food I like adventure I like travel I like poetry I you know I used to write poetry before it got made cool again I was writing poetry when I was five and all throughout my moody teenage years and I thought that in my head that now that I do this quote unquote um quote unquote, like astrology and human design being that, that meant I had to leave the creative parts of me aside. Does that make sense? You know, because I thought like, oh, nobody's interested in astrology and is also interested in art and writing and whatever else. But then this last, this last month of, you know, really exploring the depths of Leo, it's like, no, astrology is art. Astrology is living. It has breath. Because it's something that describes the human experience and human lives. And human lives, by definition, have breath. And so, you know, we can say a Sagittarius enjoys adventure and that's great. Okay, that's one way of looking at an archetype. That's, you know, we can know that on a surface level. But who is the person that lives underneath that label? Who is like the wild adventurer? What does adventure mean to you or to these people who adventure what happens on adventures um the hero's journey what versions of that story have you lived in your life or have you watched other people living or your parents or friends or other people you know like what stories have you watched them live out of the hero's journey that is how you really get to know and feel and live and understand the archetype of a Sagittarius loving adventure um, and so I really realized, like, of course, there's no, there, there is room for that part of me 
that is in love with telling stories, listening to stories, that over-romanticizes life and sees beauty in the simplest things um, in the same way that dreamy poets and writers do. I I tried to be what I thought I had to be, this like really instructional, mechanical teacher of these, these you know, quite complex subjects. And, you know, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, girl, you would never like that. Um, but that's what it felt like to me. I, it felt like I was sort of sacrificing the more art, artistic, dreamy part of me in an attempt to be this kind of like go and get him. Um, just like thought I, what I thought I had to be as an astrologer. And then I realized like, no, yo, like this is my podcast this is my platform. It doesn't have to be melded to please every single person that listens and what I think they want. Um, and I know this goes against so much classical business conditioning, like, you know, oh, tailor your business and your offerings and whatever you say to the people who you want to serve, you know, give your audience what they want, what they need, whatever, 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 like that outdated model is not for me. And, you know, if that works for you or if there's anyone, you know, that works, works well with that, um, cool, but it just doesn't work for me. And yeah, that's right. Okay. So my website, this is like a realization I came to this morning on my website. I haven't made space for all of myself. I haven't made space for the entirety of who I am. It's like when you have a website, especially when you pay for, it's like, I'm renting this place on the internet. You know, we've all moved so much of our lives online. It's like websites are these little, these little homes that we rent, little spaces for ourselves. Um, and I hadn't tailored it for me. I'd tailored it for who is coming to visit, but it's my home that I rent. Like I want to fill the rooms with all of me. I want to spread myself out, um, because it's my space. Does that make sense? (laughs) My space. Um, that was, that was a mistake. I didn't mean to say it like that, but essentially that's what it is. Um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure people can feel this. Like if you, if you have a business, like you created your own business really to have freedom of expression, but then you get caught up trying to compartmentalize your, your expression to be what you think other people want to hear from you. It's like my website was trying to be the website of an astrologer again, quote unquote, um, of a human design reader. And that is what I do, but it's not all that I do. And more than that, it's not like who I am. Um, I have writing that I want to showcase on my website. I have, you know, pieces of poetry and just like random quotes that I want to leave around on my website. I might end up putting drawings on or just like pictures from my journal, random like unphotoshoot photos from my life, um, stories from travel back when travel was a thing. I want it to be my home, my space. Again, it's my place that I rent. So why am I making it appeal to who I thought it was for. Does that make sense? I hope I'm making sense. And maybe this will just be stupid to anyone else, but maybe there's some person who will hear this and be like, huh, you are hundred percent right. Um, I'm going to make my website what I want it to be. Um, yeah. So I just, I mean, to do that, obviously redoing a whole website, not like redoing the whole thing, but we'll see. But I just feel like I just want to close my phone off for one entire weekend, not speak to anyone and just change my entire website around, make it feel like my home. 
Um, so I'm trying to find time, space and energy to put the heart into it that I want, um, that I feel I really need to begin to put my heart and soul into this new home that I'm creating for myself on the internet. Or it's like I still will showcase astrology and human design and offer readings because that's a part of what I do. But also, again, leave room for all of me. Okay, so I think that is closing up my post-Leo season rant. Long story short, labels suck because they underestimate the entirety of a human being. So challenge the labels that you wear. Even stop trying to put words to, you know, what it is that you do. And this is especially true for projectors. And I was speaking about this on Instagram earlier in the week and a lot of you projectors related. Um, But I'm sure anyone can relate to. Like on my Instagram bio now, I just say I'm a professional projector. My work right now, it's readings. um, But because every reading is so unique and tailored to the person in front of me, it's not like I can describe what I do in 25 words or less or describe who I am in 25 words or less. Okay, so again, rant over and just let me know what labels you're chucking out the door this month. Um, I'd love to know. So, you know, people are going to try and put you in boxes to make themselves feel safer, but you, you have the choice to not let them, like refuse to be put in that box. You know, so a big one, an example that I use all the time is food. These labels like vegan, vegetarian, keto, paleo, whatever, they put you, try and put you in a box. This is what you eat. This is what you don't eat. And you know, I have no energy for that. Um, If it works for you, good. But if you want to eat a donut one Sunday and anybody tries to say like, oh, you can't eat that. Like you're supposed to be vegan. Just throw them out the door and eat the donut. And obviously not really. And I'm sure you all have much more mature ways of dealing with conflict than I do. But you know what I mean, like don't let labels hold you back from doing you essentially. Okay, so Chiron through the signs. I'm actually, um, because I just know, you know, already this podcast is 13 minutes long and I know I'm going to run out of time to do the houses today. So I'm thinking about extending this series into a fourth part because I really am having so much fun with it. And so after the monthly forecast for next week, I was thinking of doing part four um, to do Chiron through the houses. So if that's something that you want, like if you are enjoying this deep dive, let me know um, if you're enjoying the series and, you know, just want to become a true Chiron whisperer and we'll do a part four to do all the houses. Um, But even if you don't let me know, maybe I'll do it anyway or not, because, you know, I will just see where my energy is laying that particular week. Um, so firstly, let's get started. Chiron in Aries. So you guys got a big episode last week about you, but since that was more on a collective Chiron scale, um, let's speak a little bit more intimately now. Let's, let's talk about you. So this is a wound to the self image. Um, and it's an internal belief that we lack courage or that we won't be brave enough, Um, You know, Aries is the story of the brave warrior who, like, even when they know they have very little chance of winning, they're going to keep showing up in the ring because they know they need to fight for themselves. They know know they need to fight for their own soul, um, their own calling. They know they need to fight for something that's, like, calling from within. And so Chiron in Aries has this bleeding wound that knows they need to be brave. They need to step into the ring and they want to but they feel like they lack courage of their convictions to be able to do so. And like 
for Chiron and Aries, losing or what they perceive as losing, um, it feels like an attack on their heart. It, it really cuts them deep, the feeling of losing. And to not win an argument or anything like that, it's just so painful uh, for Chiron and Aries people. They can heal by bringing in some of the opposite signs. So this is this is something that you're going to get very f- familiar with today is, you know, I like to encourage healing by just bringing in a little bit of the opposite sign. Um, and so for Aries, that's Libra. And then as well, there's going to be healing to be done within the sign of Aries itself. So firstly, bring in Libra and make it about other people. How can you help other people express their courage? How can you help other people stand up and fight for what they believe in? How can you pull that brave Aries warrior out of other people? It's going to be a lot easier for you um, to see and call it forth in others rather than yourself. Uh, And then second, back yourself. Trust yourself as you step into the ring. Bravery, it's not winning every time, but it's being willing to lose and keep showing up, to keep showing up again and again, like even as you get beat down, you choose to keep backing yourself, you keep stepping into the dragon's lair. Um, It's that this warrior who knows what they're fighting for is so certain of what they're fighting for and letting your heart, that wounded open heart of Chiron, be on the line as you express, express your courage, as you go step into the ring again and again, keep showing up. Uh, Chiron in Taurus is a wound to self-security. It's a wound to wound of like a lack of self-worth too. There's this fear that you'll never have what you need or a wound that feels like you never have enough or never will be enough to keep up with the Joneses, whatever keeping up with the Joneses means to you. It just started raining here or actually hailing. Um, so I'm so sorry if you guys can hear that, but Yes, I feel so cozy in here. Okay, so Chiron and Taurus. Um, An inability to feel secure, really, you know, you might feel constantly on edge that the other shoe's going to drop or that the rug will be pulled out from under you. There's also the self-esteem thing, and the two might definitely be connected to, like, not feeling worthy of the material security and stability that you crave so badly that it hurts. Um, Seeing yourself as not deserving, and it really hurts when somebody triggers this wound in you like there's also a fear of being rushed in this archetype so Chiron in Taurus is terrified that something they want to do will force them to go at a pace that feels too fast or uncomfortable for them and this can hold them back from pursuing what it is that they want to do. Healing comes from bringing in a little bit of the opposite so the Scorpio archetype as well as balancing out and healing the Taurus within so first bring in Scorpio what parts of Scorpio are we bringing in? Release the need to be defined by what you have. So bring in the part of Scorpio that says, well, at the end of the day, you know, we die, we fall into nothingness, we fall into the abyss. And so all that matters is what I love, what I give, how deeply I love, um, how deeply I bond to this other person. And ironically, it's ceasing to care so much about needing that stuff to define who you are and to give you self-esteem It's after you can release that need and you're just like, no, whatever, that, you know, that stuff's going to come to you more easily and it's going to feel more comfortable coming to you. And so embrace your Taurus desire, that wanting to have nice things with under, you know, and knowing you deserve it with this then underlying knowing that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because you're just going to leave it all behind. And what matters is who you are, who you be on this earth. 
then it's not going to feel so important to keep up with the Joneses. Um, also, in within this this current placement, give your body the time it needs. Like you really do have your own pace. Don't let anyone rush you. Be at peace with the Taurus archetype inside you that has a very methodical way of making stuff grow. If it feels like a rush and feels out of control, you know, you're in control. Like let yourself be in control. Just slow it down to your pace. Okay, Gemini. Um, This can be a pretty painful one. I won't sugarcoat it. You know, I'm not much of a sugarcoater. So this is a wound to the way that your words and your message is received. You might feel like nobody un- nobody understands you when you try and say what you want to say. It hurts a lot when you say something and it's like you know exactly what you mean, but nobody seems to hear you or understand the message that you're trying to convey. Uh, you have a mind that's sensitive to other people's words and the words that they don't say too. So you know, it's because you've spent a lifetime trying to express your words in a way that the other person will understand. And so you become almost like, like you have a, um, like a sixth sense of what people are trying to say. Does that make sense? It's like an intuitive gift, like of communication, um, and how to communicate with different people. Once you let go of trying to communicate in the same way that everybody else does and embrace and find your own unique voice. Your mind works really quickly. It makes connections between what you're hearing and what you've heard at other points in your life. Uh, Your mind is logical, but because your style of intelligence and logic, it's so different to other people um, and they almost can't keep up with the way that you express, you might have felt or even been told that that you were not intelligent when you were growing up. And this just adds to the wounding of feeling misunderstood in what you say. Okay, so in healing Chiron in Gemini, you want to bring in a little bit of the opposite, being Sagittarius. The part of Sagittarius that you want to bring in is kind of just like an intuitive knowing of what you know, trusting yourself to have the answer rather than trying to make your answers fit somebody else's needs. And then you combine this with your unique Gemini voice, like trusting the self that is Sagittarius and trusting your message but then using your unique communication gifts that is the Gemini um, part of you. Alrighty, Cancer, Chiron in Cancer. It's so empathic, but learning how to yield this gift is a journey. Chiron in Cancer, it's a wound to the internal emotional body and you're so hypersensitive to the feelings and emotions of everybody else in the world from the bus driver Um, that you, you know, you thought he looked a little sad and then you spend the rest of the day wondering what you can do to cheer him up Um, down to, of course, the people that you live with. It can feel like an, like just the world's emotional state can feel like an onslaught. And there's this fear that you won't be able to handle the world because it can feel so overwhelming. What happens is is that you lose touch with your own emotional body because of the focus on everything that is happening externally, not realizing that an internal healing is probably going to make you, you know, less susceptible to taking on the emotions of everybody and anything and letting that all personally affect your emotional state. So there's a need to turn the focus inward in this life. What am I feeling? What's coming up for me in my body as I see this sad, sad bus driver? 
what is it inside me that's calling to be nurtured and made to feel better? Um, in healing Chiron and Cancer, you know, you're going to bring in a bit of the Capricorn energy while also he- healing the Cancer archetype itself. So bring in the Capricorn backbone, be a grown up, be the mother or father or parent or babysitter to your internal emotional self that they need. Um, notice where you can help and notice where you can't help. Stop making other people's emotions your responsibility to fix. And as you do, this Chiron and Cancer gift of being able to empathize and hold space for every aspect and every emotion that comes <clears throat> along with the, the human condition that develops inside you. And you get to take that with you for the rest of your life. Um, Chiron and Leo. So I've spoken a fair bit about this one already um, because my friends, I feel you, I feel all your pain and I feel all your crippling low self-confidence. This is my Chiron sign. Um, Chiron and Leo, it's a wound to the ego. It's, it's a very sensitive, easily rattled ego that we have. We like to be liked. In fact, we like to be loved. We want to be heard. We want to be seen. And yet the fear of being seen and being heard is real because there's a pretty good chance that once you start being seen and heard, somebody isn't going to like the look of you or somebody isn't going to agree with what you say. And, you know, it's fine that they don't agree. You don't care one bit until they tell you that they don't agree. Then then it starts to really hurt. Then it kind of feels like an attack on the very heart of you. To heal this wound, the medicine comes from the opposite, so Aquarius, but also from Leo itself. Um, The wisdom you get from Aquarius is like, I'm not like everybody else and that's okay. Um, I'm okay if I have to stand alone occasionally. Part of expressing my authenticity means that sometimes I'm going to have to stand out from everybody else and maybe have some names called out at me. Um, But it's worth it because... I get to radiate my my heart outward and that's better than pretending to be the same as anybody everybody else. And that is the lesson for Chiron in Leo. You know, every time it's scary, just keep radiating keep radiating that heart outwards. Okay. Chiron in Virgo is another painful one. I mean, you know, all of these placements are painful, but this one really is tender. It's this wound of of not wanting to make a mistake, of feeling inherently imperfect and fearing that somebody is going to find out that you are not perfect. So as humans, we are inherently imperfect. And Virgo is this really human, really down-to-earth sign, yet it also contains the archetype of people, the stories of people trying to make things as good as they possibly can be, to polish that gold till it shines, polish those shoes till they shine. And when there's a Chiron wound there, it feels like things can never be good enough. Things can never be shiny enough, including yourself. You can beat yourself up. Um, You can hide work and ideas and projects and relationships and everything away as you kind of keep working on it, keep polishing it, keep trying to make it right, trying to get it to that elusive, perfect point where, you know, nobody's going to be able to possibly say anything bad about it. You can hide it, hide your your work and everything away until it gets there. Um, so healing Chiron in Virgo, it's bringing a little Pisces energy in, as well as healing the archetype of Virgo itself. So bring in the part of Pisces that says, you know what? Yeah, man, it's all good. 
who cares? We're all just floating around in space. Um, I might just go for a swim in the ocean instead. This looks good enough. What I've done is good enough. I spelt a few words wrong, but, you know, it's more the feeling behind the message that I'm trying to convey, you know? Okay, so that probably gives some Chiron and Virgo people anxiety, just hearing hearing that or, like, thinking about having that attitude with their work. But if you are going to release the stranglehold on needing things and needing yourself to be perfect, this is going to help. Um, but, you know, keep that part of you, that gift inside that can spot a problem and know how to fix it a mile away, you know, that is always overprepared um, and has a solution. That That's a gift of Chiron in Virgo. But, you know, we need to move past that need to make everything perfect before it can be um, accepted as it is, including yourself. Right. Chiron in Libra. Chiron in Libra, it's caught up with trying to make the other person happy, um, whether that be a partner, a, like your parents, a friend, a boss, or a entire community. You know, you're trying to make the other person happy and, you know, wait on them hand and foot in hopes that in return, the other person is going to give you everything that you want. It's a wound to the we, the, the partnership. Um, there's a sense of something inside them being incomplete and they can search their whole lives for it inside another person, but something in the other person is never going to be right. You know, there's always going to be something missing from the relationship or there's going to be some kind of judgment on the other person. Uh, so they might might have trouble, Chiron and Libra might have trouble, you know, really settling down and finding a committed relationship or somebody that they see as adequate because they're really good at finding something that's wrong. Uh, but this is going to continue until Chiron and Libra person can find peace within themselves and really learn to give themselves what they need. So every time a Chiron in Libra says no to another person, alchemy occurs. Every time they put themselves first, every time they switch off work for the day, even though their boss said, oh, you know, it would be great if you got that report done tonight and their people pleasing is like, oh, okay, cool. I'll get it done. Then I'll get love. Um, every time they, they choose instead, you know, I'm tired. I'll finish it tomorrow night instead. That is healing magic. That is alchemy that they're performing on themselves. So in healing Chiron and Libra, it is about bringing in some of that Aries, that, that part of Aries that you want to bring in is the ability to put yourself first. That's all. The more that you put yourself first and put your needs and your desires before anybody else, the more that you are going to attract balanced, healing, amazing relationships. That is the Libra part of you that you're healing in this life, like learning to balance being in relationship with whoever, not just romantically, um, all the relationships that you're a part of, balancing those with always coming up as your number one. Scorpio. So Chiron and Scorpio people are really not messing around in this life. They're here to learn about the human condition. They're here to evolve and they are here to heal massively a lot of wounds, probably from many past lives of being hurt over and over. There's a massive wound around trusting others inside the Chiron and Scorpio archetype. Like you guys really know the deep, dark depths of the human psyche because you've explored it all for yourself when you're alone. And so there's trouble opening up to other people because 
you feel like you know what other people are capable of. Um, It's like you're really sensitive to the mental state and psychological wounding of other people and you can almost sniff out their deepest, darkest secrets. When people are there in front of you asking them to trust trust them, you know, you find it hard because you know so personally that everybody has a dark side because you could see everybody's. Um, in, in healing this wound, you know, pull in some of the opposite, the Taurus medicine. And as Taurus is, it's very real life, it's very grounded, it's stable earth, fixed earth um, when it's being healthily expressed and it speaks to the value that we place on things and the value that we place on ourselves. And so, you know, we're drawing in this part of Taurus that values ourselves enough to really create some kind of real life boundaries around what you're willing to take on from other people. You know, you can put your put your feet on the earth when everything seems to get a bit overwhelming. Um, and above all else, let human interaction with other people be simple every now and then now and then so instead of feeling like you have to plunge into the psychological depths of everybody that you meet sometimes just gossip about celebrities over a cup of tea or bake some cookies together just simplify your relationships a little bit sometimes um and once you've mastered this you know you you maintain the gifts of chiron in scorpio that can assess a person and know so much intuitively about humans as a species. This gift has its place in time, but for your for the sake of your own mental health and for your relationships too, every now and then bake cookies with some friends. Alrighty, Sagittarius. So Chiron and Sagittarius, it's a wound to your internal belief system. You might be scared to share um, your biggest and best ideas with people because the times that you have, maybe they haven't been received with the same energy that you were hoping to get from them. Um, You know your mind is like a wild, free and wise thing and it really hurts when people don't see the magic that you, you thought was there in your beliefs and ideas. And this can lead to you kind of second guessing Um something that maybe as a child you knew to be true. The other part of this wound is to your your intuition, like to receiving intuitive guidance. There might be a sense of mistrust or just difficulty in feeling and getting to know what your intuition sounds and feels like um, or following it. Like you're searching for answers outside of yourself constantly. You can't hear the words of wisdom that reside within or you hear them, but feel like you can't trust them and want to go, you know, looking through books for someone else's opinion just to confirm um, what you should do. And so in healing, we bring in Gemini, the opposite, as a little bit of medicine. The open-mindedness of Gemini that lets people be what they are and sees things as they are and lets people have other opinions to yours. So not everybody is going to align with your magical big ideas and you're really just learning to accept that that's okay. You can fall in love with your own internal knowings, even as other people have different ones. So your beliefs might trigger other people's perceptions, um, but it's once you listen to and allow others to have their own beliefs, that Gemini medicine, that you really see it doesn't matter so much how others respond to your big ideas, like big ideas with a capital B, capital I, because it's so unique to you. And the more that you listen and express this, 
the more access to your intuition and not worrying so much about what other people think is going to become so much clearer. Capricorn, right, so we're getting there now. Chiron in Capricorn is a wound that sees you wondering if you are worthy of respect. Have you done enough to earn others' respect? Are you getting the respect that you desire? Chiron in Capricorn craves respect and to be seen as adding value to whatever it is that they do, whether it be their family or work or hobby or saving the world at large. Um, They want people to appreciate all that they give. Often in early life and repeatedly throughout the lifetime, this person will have experiences of feeling like what they do is not good enough. And this causes them to then work harder, harder, strive harder, constantly trying to prove themselves as worthy. This archetype thinks that at a certain point, if they do enough, they'll get the respect and the position that they're craving. Um, And it's going to be either that or they think like, well, what's the point anyway? Anyway, like nobody else values what I do. And so why would I bother continuing to show up and work on this thing when I'm not getting the respect I think I deserve? There can also be a wound around commitment of any kind, feeling like they can't stick to their word and so not trying. In healing this wound, we're bringing in a little bit of that soft soft cancer medicine. Um, The part of cancer that you want to call in is encouraging the internal parts of you that say, I'm not good enough. You know, just encouraging them. Cancer is a really nurturing mother who tells their little kid who can barely stay afloat in the pool that they know one day they're going to be the best swimmer in the world. They keep encouraging them, even when all the other kids laugh at them because, you know, they're awful. And that parent, that nurturing parent, mother archetype, ends up giving this kid the strength to stick with it um, and keep working hard, keep working hard towards their goal until one day they are the best swimmer in the world. And by then it doesn't matter because they have that full belief in themselves and what they do and they know they're loved and worthy of love regardless of their achievements and regardless of who on the outside gives them respect or admiration. So, you know, you make path, make peace with the Capricorn path to success. Capricorn is a journey of becoming master. It's not, you know, being born perfect of everything that you do. Uh, Aquarius. Okay. So Chiron and Aquarius is a really interesting one because sometimes it can be a wound that we feel emotionally disassociated from. Aquarius, it's really logical, really forward thinking, future focused. And, you know, the pains of the past seem to get swept, swept under the rug maybe more easily than the more emotional Um, watery Chiron signs or earth Chiron signs. So with Chiron here, you might have glances or glimpses of like, oh, something just emotionally triggered me. Um, What was that? But then you'll go into figuring it out mode. You know, I should figure it out and you'll get up into your head and then you logically convince yourself that you're being stupid for feeling that way. Though, that's not to say that there cannot be a lot of pain in Chiron in Aquarius. The other wound here is feeling like an outsider. Um, You do think a little differently. You think outside the box. And even if you are a tough little cookie, uh, it still hurts when those kids didn't ask you to play on the playground. It, It hurt when they called you that weird kid or, you know, when they couldn't see things the way that you do. 
it still hurts to be on the outer, even though that's the place you, you're the happiest, you know, you want to be on the outer and you're happy there, but it's still, that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt um, to not feel included because Chiron and Aquarius, it's learning to accept their differences from other people. Um, like, it's not like you want to be the same as everyone else and be in the middle of the circle and be a carbon cutout of your classmates. That's the last thing you want. And you never wanted that. You just want the weird parts of you to be asked to play sometimes with the other kids um, or to be asked for your point of view and not have everyone look at you like you have three heads after you explain your point of view, you know? So in healing the Chiron in Aquarius wound, uh, it does involve, like all the others, you guessed it, bringing in a little bit of the opposite. So here is we're bringing in the part of the Leo archetype that opens their heart to anyone and everyone, including yourself. Sure, you think differently sometimes, and maybe everyone else is stupid and completely mainstream, but can you open your heart and radiate love for them anyway? And last but not least, my beautiful Chiron in Pisces friends. So here is a wound of all existence that you seem to be stuck feeling all to yourself. You know the earth is in pain, you know the earth is suffering, you know humankind is suffering, animals are suffering, everything is hurting. And a little note here because Chiron was in Pisces from 2011 to 2019, so I think a lot of you who are mothers that listen to this um listen to this podcast that I know listen to this podcast anyway have these little sensitive beings as your kiddos so these kids are so hypersensitive to the wounding of the world they they take on it all um this is their superpower and their strength and I've said this before these kids that are being born now they're so wise beyond what any of us can imagine Chiron in Pisces sort of speaks of a really old advanced soul light years from us And that's a part of why they're so sensitive to all the energy of everything. Um, Their sweet open hearts need encouragement to stay open and learn how to separate between their own pain and the pain of another person or that of the ant that they accidentally stepped on. If not, they'll close their hearts and fall into habits of distraction that take them away from the real world to avoid the pain that exists here. So teaching them to keep their sweet open hearts, but also to let go of what they can't control, it's going to be really helpful. They're really tender and loving. They need time to let the world, let the world be what it is while they travel away and escape in their Pisces dream worlds too. Just like that little burst of, um, escape every day basically uh to separate themselves from the trauma of being a human on the earth right now so healing like healing for pisces we need creativity drawing you know these healthy types of escape poetry storytelling dancing meditation movement whatever it is that gives them a little rest from being human it's going to be so helpful I have a close family member who is the older generation of this Chiron placement. Um, they were born in, like, so the the previous Chiron in Pisces generation was born in the late 70s and early 60s. And this person, they are a sensitive, caring, loving soul, but use other methods of escape that Pisces is associated with, like alcohol, like numbing out, because they need that 
that break from everything they feel in this world. Um, so bringing in the opposite, you know, bring in Virgo as healing too. Virgo likes to be prepared, you know, Virgo likes to feel like they have all they need, even though they don't know exactly what's coming, you know, f- um, feeling somewhat organized, put feet on the earth, moving their bodies, like I said, like occasionally just focusing on the everyday things they do um, instead of getting, you know, tripped up in everything that's going wrong in the world. Uh, you know, the everyday things, brushing their teeth, doing the dishes, just being a human. Virgo is a lot about what it means to be a human and Pisces can forget how to be a human. So putting two feet on the ground as they take a break from feeling everything. And I know this generation uh, now is going to help us change the world. Okay, so that is all the Chiron placements. We did it. Um, Thank you so much for listening. And yeah, I will talk to you next week.